The Grassroots Community Activist Institute will be membership-based. Everyone will be screened, must attend our mandatory orientation, and sign the community pledge. No exceptions. No hardened criminals, no active gang members, no urban terrorists, no pedophiles, and no half-steppers allowed in my organization. This is how I get down. This is my contribution back to my community, society, and throughout the African diaspora. Now, I'm going to ask all of my Christian friends to... Um, because I'm not going to do everything like this because I want to give other people an opportunity to speak tonight. But um, I'm going to ask them to read uh, Genesis chapter 15, verses uh, 13 through 14. That's um, kind of what, um, that's basically where the Lord has led me to justify um, Gerkai. As well as Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 68. So read those two chapters that give you an idea why that um, and this is, you know, what I came up in, you know, in my mindset that, um, yes, God is for the oppressed. You know, um, Caesar, um, that wasn't God's will for Caesar to, you know, um, impose, impose taxes on people. That was just him um, just being. um a conqueror, and in God's word, he, uh, he said that we're we're more than conquerors. And as far as I'm concerned, we're the soil, you know. And so um, that's what this organization is about, you know, trying to um, make sure the black community can survive. Um, but once we're up and running and stuff like that, um, we're going to apply for our passports and get our visas. And apply for dual citizenship, you know, on the continent. That's what we're going to do. And um, far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, those that don't want to go to the continent, that's on them. So, you know, um, this is not going to be the last virus. It's going to be other things where they're going to have another um, shut, a shutdown and the, 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 the economy is going to collapse eventually. Um, capitalism will come to an end. People are going to realize that, hey, you know, we're, you know, these rich financial elites, you know, they're hoarding, hoarding everything in the world. The world doesn't belong to them, you know, especially the continent. But yet, you know, even um, on the continent, um, a lot of um, businesses in Africa doesn't, be, you know, belong to Native Africans. It's, you know, being dictated by foreign governments. And so, you know, that's where our fight is need to be on instead of, you know, fighting for black reparations here in uh, America. Just, you know, help me build this um, this organization here in the city of Chicago. And um, when we leave America, at least we won't leave empty handed. You know, we want to make sure we bring the talents and skills to people that know how to, um, you know, the technology in terms of farming. We want to bring that to the continent. We want to bring, um, you know, teach people how to, you know, basically um, infrastructure. We want to bring that in terms of um, wind technology, wind and, and solar technology for um, to generate electricity um, for people that have generators, especially our members. And again, everybody's not going to want to be part of Kai, and that's fine. You know, we're not um, 
we're not capitalists. We're not going to uh, impose our views and all that stuff on people. You know, that's why people are going to have to sign um, the community pledge that they want to um, be on one accord and work for, um, for the betterment of everyone that's part of this organization. Uh, again, like I say, other um, non-black sympathizers, they're welcome, but we are not, you know, going to let them um, try to um, play games with us. Our focus is on black issues. You notice um, in American politics, when you start talking about black issues, you know, they want to put that at the bottom of the um, uh, bottom of the list, so to speak, you know, and that's not cool. And so basically, uh, black people that live in America, they, you know, we're going to eventually be replaced. That's why they're trying to let all these um, illegal immigrants to come over to replace us. And um, the Congressional Black Caucus, they're not doing anything for um, for black, the black community. Uh, their, focus, their allegiance is with the financial elites because they're in the financial elites' pockets. And so, um, you know, they want... They, they're therefore uh, fighting for uh, illegal immigrants instead of fighting for black issues. So that's the sad part about all of this. And so it is what it is. And so this is what time it is. And so um, I'm just with this organization, we want to be able to have a balance. We want to focus on what's going on in terms of the natural, in terms of reality, as, as well as, you know, the balance that with um, spirituality. So you can get both uh, perspectives. But um, again, I just want um, to uh, help my brothers and sisters that's trapped in American ghettos, that's being slaughtered. You know, that's what this show is all about, trying to um, raise awareness so that way we can move um, from behind the computer and make a difference in those communities uh, with families that want to utilize our programs and services. We we'll just work with those people. And the ones that don't care about, you know, what we're trying to do, again, we're just going to pray for them, show them tough love and keep it moving. And so that's my piece for this evening. And now I'm going to um, pass on the show to uh, my guest speakers. OK, I have Prophet Solomon Gia from Ghana. So go ahead. You're on the air. OK, first of all, I'll thank God for this opportunity. And Mr. Emmanuel, thank you for the privilege and honor. Um, and I also give a privilege to my co-evangelists and apostles and the bishop for the opportunity. I'll first of all go to, I'll first of all thank you Corona Maps, how it is called a pandemic in this world. It's so difficult for us to as to be interesting to and this coronavirus first of all it is demonic sickness from the Marisi and they transfer it through they have agents they they are they, they are they have agencies that are in her power authority as in those the governments and the presidents so they're going to brought out this coronavirus so that they can tackle the Christians. And first of all, when the pandemic came and churches were closed, 
the church came uh, our church came together and we said let's let's pray and we get together and we're praying and God revealed to us something that his compassion has come to the world and this is the uh, true style that we are going to receive and this true time is going to tell us that God is still going to take away the coronavirus and throw and it will never, never stay in this world again. And first of foremost, uh, God showed us that we will see this sign, uh, a rain. A rain will be fall, uh, it will be raining in the whole world, in various cities. And if we can recognize something, or if we can record something, in certain parts of the United States of America, some parts will receive some rain, as we see that snows over there. And this tells us that God compassion has come down. And second, God told us that he's going to use um, some malaria medicine. It's, it's been there for long, but we don't know. So he's going to use that malaria medicine. That is hydrochlorine to get our vows. And if evangelist uh, Amanda could record it and, and uh, like remember and re remember, I sent a message about this uh, medicine, uh, medicine hydrochloroquine. That I told her that she should tell she she should tell the hospital any doctor that they can use this medicine to cure the coronavirus. And she said, okay, wow, that is wonderful. And what be so good? We were just there and we saw on the television on the news on America. Said it on the wall. That uh, they've received uh, medicine called hydrochlorine. And so wow. God can never lie. And God is God. And in a prophecy, God told us that the Sarika going to die And God be so good. The medicine was um was uh, like what reviewed from America that they've received that hydrochlorine America and it's curing a lot of uh, people and they even look uh and at uh New York City, they are using hydrochlorine to kill about many people. So come that they've received this medicine. And so America is the leading of coronavirus. So I was shocked. And I said, well, how? How come this is this thing is done? If that is the case, then something some secret is hidden somewhere because they say they've seen many spots. But the rich people getting sick and people dying is still written written in America. Then there's misunderstanding and there is misquoting of some words in America. And today I was going to uh, my phone and I saw in the news that a lot of black Americans are 
getting infected with that coronavirus. I said, what? How come? And I'm telling this. Um, one thing I've noticed is anything that it will do, any sickness, anything, any medicine, any vaccine that will come, they always want their blood to be affected so that they can know how they can do. Hello? I'm here. You got the floor, so go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. And so I was watching, man. I was so surprised. Um, one thing I've observed, as in, we are not discriminating the white and the black. We are just to bring unity, but one thing I want to emphasize on it, uh, the white people always know that black people are important. They know. They know, specifically, they know. And if we could go to the Bible, Civilization started from Egypt. And according to the descendants of Jacob, God family was Africans. And even descendants of Jacob was Africans. And Africans are more than the Bible. And we know more about them. We know much about them. And everything that they will do in the demon kingdom, we have to test it to the black, to the blacks. If they can control the blacks, if they can, if they can make the blacks be silent, so that they can take control over the humans. Are you getting? Me? Yeah, I understand. So prophetically, God, yes, prophetically, God was uh, telling that. Now Trump, American president, is a threat. The new kingdom. Why am I saying this? Anytime they, they plan in the new kingdom that they want to have something, this man, yes, though some of his character is not good, some of his words are not good. He's not giving them the opportunity or the, the chance to bring out that demonic sickness and the demonic hygiene and demonic stuffs. Are you getting? So, what I want to bring my idea as a prophet uh, of God, what I want to say is all the black Americans and all we Africans, we have to come together as one and pray pray hard and pray hard to go because with uh without black without blacks the white people cannot survive i'm telling you the gospel part without blacks uh, black people white people cannot survive they depend on us they rely on us because according to the history and according to the bible we do not see any uh, white people there According to generation of the uh, generations of Noah to Abraham to Jacob Isaac, just any white people. It's only the blacks. So I will urge the blacks to come together as one and love each other.
And one thing that I've realized, and it is worrying me the blacks, is that we don't know each other. We always sell our dignity to the whites. Are you getting me? Yes, the case. If uh, a white man, if a white man process something, they always want to throw blacks to come to their side so that they can bring that thing. And anything, anytime they possess something evil or they possess something good, they need the, they need to influence some of the blacks, uh, blacks so that they can initiate them. Mr. Candy Holmes. Um, so tell my uh, listeners a little bit about yourself, and then um, you know you, I can give you 15 minutes to uh, do whatever the Lord lay on your heart as it pertains to um, the topic at hand. All righty, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Mr. Candy Holmes. I live in Oxford, North Carolina, originally from New New Jersey. I love the Lord, and I. Um, work hard to draw people to the kingdom. When it comes to this virus that we are dealing with at this time, I have been ministering on this point of how God wants our attention. Approximately about five years ago, I had a, uh, a vision and I seen a lot of things happening, and I seen God was trying to get people's attention. And later on that week, God put in my spirit that He was going to sift the land. And I said, "Sift the land, God." And I looked that word up; it means refined. And I started preaching for a couple of years, and I always, every so often, go back to how God said he's going to sift the land. And when you sift something, you refine, and you bring up a newness in the person or whatever God wants that individual to do. So when the coronavirus came out, um, some people that had heard me speak in the past brought to my attention previous sermons about sifting the land and it was going to be a shift in the land. And um, recently, I was looking at Pastor Prince on YouTube. In 2018, he spoke and prophesied that this disease or any disease was going to take place in the land. And so as I continue to look at this virus, and people was trying to blame it on uh, China, they talked about Donald Trump, God said they didn't have anything to do with what's taking place. He said, I'm tired of all the leaders, all the mess. They're not preaching me. They're preaching what I can do for them or others. And as I continued to pray as God showed me what was going on in the land, this Holy Spirit said he is getting our attention. We have gotten away 
from the things of God. The United States has been blessed in so many different ways. And what came in my mind was that how we, this country was built. And it was built on the foundation of God. Even on our money, we have in God we trust. But we carry this money in our hands with these powerful words, but still we did not or do not, or many of us still do not, do what God says in his word. So at this time, I don't see this as something that uh, is came to really hurt us. I see it as God moving his hand back and allowing Satan to take control to get our attention. Once our attention has got many people after this, it's going to be with God. See, God has different ways to draw us to the kingdom. Yes, some people are going to make it through this virus. Even once they have it, some is not going to get it. And many of it is going to die. But in every from a military point of view, if I was in the army, it's going to have to die so that others could be saved. So in this season of this virus, God is doing a new work. It's going to be a bringing up of some serious, serious preachers and leaders that is going to be preaching to seek him first. Because the Bible says, seek me first in the kingdom of heaven. And I should join. He tells us, seek him, not cause, not money. And many of the leaders have lost focus on preaching God. they preaching what God can do, but preaching God himself is a lot of that in leadership. It's going to be people who did not believe in God is now praying. It's going to be people who believed in God but did not trust in God. After this, they're going to be trusting God. So I see this as a moment that the kingdom is being built. A cleansing had to take place. We had to recognize who God really, really is. See, talk is cheap. But when it's time to put that talk into action, that's where the United States is lacking. So, I hate to see people die. I hate to see people get sick. But I know something was going to happen. So this shift is coming here in the land. And the ones who um, believe and know him, and I said over my Facebook um, sermon, I said the believers, this is our time. To be that diamond in the midst of the storm. We got to show who, who how to stand for Christ. What we've been preaching and teaching all this time. Now it's time for we to show that what we say is so. It is true. So that others will know how to survive at this time. So my words to everybody is this. If you do not know Christ, you better get to know him if you think you're going to make it through this.
And the ones who say, I know him, and not if not one of his words, you better go ahead and get it right. God is not playing no games. And the preachers and leaders and the people who are preaching what I call feel-good services to make them feel good, you better start preaching what people need to hear. They need to hear about the kingdom. So at this time and this season, God is showing up. He's going to show out. And at the end of all of this, at the end of all of this, we all gonna have a new vision who God is and how powerful He is. So I pray that everybody get lined up and get it right. Cause something great is gonna take place at the end of this virus. Oh, that's great. All right, we have uh, Bishop Tina Battle from Georgia. You're on the line. Good evening, everyone. And I just really wanted to embrace uh, the substance of what's going on. And in my spirit, the Lord kept giving me calamity and catastrophe. And it just, you know, I'm, I'm an upbeat person, and I'm, I'm not, you know, one that looks at browbeating and what have you. But in my spirit, for days, I kept hearing, if you ignore the poor, like a plague, there will be a plague. And that kept coming to my spirit, because the world has actually turned their back on what's going on with their neighbors. And so my subtitle would be love your neighbors as yourselves. And when we haven't stepped out in society, and when I say we, I'm not just saying we the church, I'm saying we the world, um, haven't stepped out in society and embraced those, meaning us, meaning people of color, meaning black people, and just being pious or uppity with the situation, you have to somewhere look that that will come back to you. For instance, if I keep ignoring the prison population and what's going on, then somewhere along the line, that's going to come back to me. I have two sons. One is today is his birthday. I adopted him when he was very young. Uh, he and his brother, and they both are incarcerated right now. He is 22 today, I believe. His brother's 24. They're both here in Georgia. We had adopted uh, these two sons along with a son who is 24, so two 24-year-olds that... Um, was birthed to my biological daughter who died in childbirth and it was needless to say um, because she didn't have the proper health care that she should have had this was 19 no 24 years ago she was 19 years old she was studying to be a nurse and she was uh, pregnant and she didn't come out of the hospital alive 
she was in an induced coma for six and a half weeks. The whole, this is when we lived in Ohio, um, in Columbus, Ohio. And my husband and I did a lot of community service. And I thank God for the people that surrounded us, but she didn't have to pass away like that. She was uh, cut uh, by cesarean section and uh, I guess I have to say allegedly um, that her organs were taken and harvested to people that didn't look like us. And that's been a hard thing. So that's one reason why we moved here. So, you know, poverty is real. Ignorance is real. And calamity does happen when we turn our back and we don't do the right things. And this is why we're in the situation that we are now. Because there's been a lot of ignorance that has gone on and disadvantaged situations. My background is my father was the bureau chief of the welfare department in Columbus, Ohio, as I was growing up. My mother was a caseworker for the welfare department. And lo and behold, I ended up marrying a man of God that also has caseworker background, associate's degree in case management. So, um, I'm just praying and I'm doing my part to help educate. I am a bridge in between society of black and white. And I don't say boastfully, but I'm an educated woman. And so I try my best to bring 